This message is presented to you by Pastor David Lambert and Exceed Life Church in Virginia Beach, Virginia. For more information, visit ExceedLifeChurch.org. Well, praise God. God is so good. We have been in the Power Fruit series talking about the fruit of the Spirit, and um, it's been really good. And, you know, how many people are growing out here? Glory to God. You know, we need to continue. You know, as Christians, you should never stop growing. In other words, you should never stop developing. You should always be developing in Christ. And each one of us are this fruit uh, uh, series that I'm ministering on. It's about, you know, walking in the love of God and all the fruit of the Spirit. And um, it's it's about, you know, walking in, you know, the fruit of the Spirit is the character of God. I don't think I said that during this series, but the fruit of the Spirit is, is the character of God. If you study out all the fruit, and we're going to look at it, it's, it's His character. And God wants um, His character to be in us. Do you Amen. believe that today? Amen. So we, in other words, we should be godly people. Amen. <laughs> we should look like God. Amen. In other words, a godly person is somebody that, that represents who God is. And unfortunately, religion gives God a bad name. Because religion will make God look mean. Right. Religion will make God look like, like he's, he's cold and mean. And, uh, but God's not like that. Amen. You know, and God is loving. He's our Thank loving you. Heavenly yes. Father. Yes. You know, slow to anger and abounding in loving kindness and tender mercies. Yes. But the religion in the world will make God look mean. And even sometimes some people may even hear preachers, you know, they... They think that God is angry at the sinner. And in a sense, you know, a sinner is, would be considered um, an enemy of God. But God loves the sinner. Amen. Amen. And God is trying to get Christ to the sinner. We were sinners once. And thank God God got to us. Thank God God didn't write me off. Because if anybody should have been written off, I... Pastor Dave should have been written off, amen, even after I got saved, amen, because I made some mistakes after, anybody ever made any mistakes after you got saved? I'm glad we got some real people in here, glory to God, we got some real people that make real mistakes every once in a while, amen, well you're going to hear some of my flaws when I minister, amen, and just to let you know, because I'm not perfect, and nobody is, and the only that one that was perfect was Jesus, and they crucified him. And the closer you get to Jesus, they're going to be crucifying you too. We can pray for favor, but the Bible says we're going to suffer persecution. Those that live godly. So, you're, I mean, you know, just embrace, you know, brace yourself. Because there are some people that they're not going to like you. Why? Because light and darkness do not mix. It's like oil and water. And so we got to make sure that we keep, we're chill, say I'm a child of light. Amen. You are a light being. Yes. Hallelujah. That's powerful. I'm just, this is my introductory. I'm trying to land here. Amen. And uh, amen. Just trying to pump you up here. Amen. Now let's look at John 15, 16, because uh, we, I'm going to minister, of course, out of Galatians 5, 25. But, but this is really key because it says here in John 15, 16, you did not choose me, but I chose you. So that's amazing right there that God chose us. Somebody say, I'm chosen. chosen. Amen. And then he says here, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit 
and that your fruit should remain. Amen. So God wants us bearing fruit. Amen. And we know this. If you study the passage out, you'll find to bear fruit, you can't do it on your own and by yourself, and you can't force fruit. Fruit comes by abiding. So that means, what does that mean by abiding, Pastor? That means you need to get into the Word. Amen. That means you need to abide in His Word. When you abide in His Word, through studying His Word, amen, right. and, and, and worshiping Him and praising Him, yes. that's abiding in Him, amen? amen. And then at the outflow of that will be 5.22 and 25, uh, Galatians 5.22 through 25. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, amen, uh, joy, Peace, long-suffering or patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, and gentleness, and self-control. And against such there is no law. And those who are in Christ have crucified the flesh with his passions and desires. If you live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. So we see here, this is really like a Spirit walk series. God wants us walking in the Spirit and I'm going to say this, as Christians, you can walk in the spirit or you can walk in the flesh. That's right. Amen. Amen. In other words, you can walk in the carnal dictates of your mind or you can be led by the Holy Spirit and by the word of God. Yes. And so as Christians, we need to be led by the Holy Spirit right. and by the word of God. Amen. Amen. So, so, so to be able to do that, you have to put some word in for the Holy Spirit to bring it up. That's right. Amen. Oh, I'm preaching today. Amen. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? You got to you got to put it in for the Holy Spirit to bring it up. Amen. And so so today I'm going to talk to you about the fruit of gentleness. And, uh, you know, uh, it's not really a popular fruit among the world. Uh, the world to say you hit me, I'm going to hit you back. You know, uh, maybe when you were growing up and you anybody have any siblings in here when you were growing up, brothers and sisters? And, and did you ever have a brother say, you hit me, I'm going to hit you twice as hard, especially if they're bigger than you. You ever had a sibling tell you that? You hit me, I'm, I'm going to hit you twice as hard. And so, and so a lot of times this is, this is can somebody say flesh? That, that's what flesh wants to do. It wants to, it wants to retaliate. It wants to get back. Uh, you know, there's a, there's a, a, a saying uh, that, I, uh, that some people may say, and you may have heard the same before. I don't get mad. I get even. Has anybody ever heard that one before? I don't get mad. You just smile at the person that did you wrong. I don't get mad. I'll get even. Wait till you go to sleep. You know, if you're with your spouse or what. But, but you know, you, 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 you hear these sayings, you know, or, you know, uh, that famous preacher, make my day. No, no, that was Clint Eastwood. Um, uh, you know, and so, and so the world is all set up in retaliating. In other words, you know, you're not going to mess with me. You're not going to step on me. I, 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 I can hold my own, right? But, you know, that kind of thinking um, is backward thinking in the kingdom of God. Mm. And, you know, it, you, it, you never win trying to fight your own battles Amen. in the flesh. Let me put it that way. You won't win fighting your own battles in the flesh. You only can win in the spirit. You can't, it's difficult to win when you're trying to win in the flesh. That means you're trying, somebody hits you, you hit them back. Somebody says something nasty about you, you say something nasty back to them. It doesn't work in the kingdom of God. 
In other words, you, the Holy Spirit will say, you know that's wrong. <laughs> and the Holy Spirit will work on you. Amen? So what is the fruit of gentleness? How can we benefit in, in the kingdom in operating this fruit? And I want to say this, that if you take the Greek word, it's more than just gentleness in, in this fruit. It, 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 it's, it's meekness and it's humility. So when you think of this word, you have to, we, we have to put three um, words in there. Meekness, humility, and gentleness. So they all wrap together, right? So, so this is really the fruit of gentleness. You could say it's the fruit of meekness, or you could say it's the fruit of humility, all right? And so, so, so when you think, when, I, when I'm talking about this morning, think about humility or meekness, and I'm going to talk about meekness in here. And so uh, gentleness is the quality of state of being gentle, especially, uh, especially mindness of manners and disposition. Amen. In other words, that if you're going to walk in uh, the, uh, the fruit of gentleness or meekness or humility, um, you're going to have a good attitude with people around you when things are going wrong around you. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? In other words, you're going to learn to control yourself. Amen. And so you're going to have a positive attitude, even though negative things may be happening. And that's not easy. Has anybody ever lost their cool in the room? Does anybody have a short fuse in the house today? <laughs> well, hopefully after this preaching, your fuse will get a little longer. It'll take a little longer for you to blow up. Amen. And of course, if you, you, may, you may say, well, pastor, I got to give them a piece of my mind. But if you keep giving pieces of your mind, you might lose your mind. That's right. Amen. Yeah. Amen. You lose your mind. You lose your peace. You lose everything. Your joy. If the devil can't steal your joy, he can't keep your goods. Amen. Have you ever heard that before? So, 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 so meekness isn't weakness. It's strength under control or power. Like Jesus wasn't weak when, when, the, uh, when he was getting beat or even when he was standing before the Pharisees and, and that one centurion slapped him. That's right, yeah. Remember that? Oh, yeah. he, he, he was standing and he was slapping him for no reason at all. And Jesus asked him, what did I do? That's Why right. did you slap That's me? Right. I mean, what, what prompted that? We know it was the devil right. that prompted that. You know, the, the devil's trying to slap each one of us yeah. at different times through people. Now, not literally slapping you, amen, but he's trying to get you. Why? Because the number one way that you walk out of the fruit of the Spirit and walk in the flesh is offense. Oh, that's it. I can drop the mic right now. That's it. That's it. I mean, I'm talking about it. offense. You could say it, it, it's, it's, it's hurt. You're, you're hurt. You've been hurt. Your feelings have been hurt. They hurt me. And, and unfortunately, the, the, the people that hurt you the most are the ones that are closest to you. And so that's why in, even in relationships, and you'll find a lot of murders will happen in households. In the world, but not in Christian families. In the world, you'll find that, you know, if, if, the, if the wife ends up dead, it's normally the husband. He, he, he did it. He did it. He did it. You know, the, you know they detectives are going, he's going to check the husband out. And if the uh, uh, husband's dead, it's probably the wife. She took him out. Amen. I mean, that's, you know, have you ever watched TV? You ever watch these crime shows and all that? 
Normally that happens, amen? But not in the Christian family. We don't do that, amen? So, so, so what am I talking about today? I'm talking about humility. And, um, and so really our flesh is like a wild stallion, right? And a wild stallion, uh, a stallion has to be broken, right? For the rider to ride on it. And I think sometimes um, Christians that walk in pride um, and, and they, they haven't been broken yet. They haven't come to their end yet. Some Christians that, you know, they, they say, well, I'm going to fight my own battles in the flesh. They haven't come to the point where they're at the feet of Jesus. Oh, you hear what I'm saying to you today? And so, and so, so we, have to, we have to understand this, that, that, that our flesh needs to be tamed, amen, like a wild horse, and it has to be controlled. Um, Paul admonishes us in 1 Corinthians 9, 27, and he says this, and this is very interesting. If you read the entire account, it's, it's pretty powerful. But I just pulled this one scripture out, and it says here, but I discipline my body and bring it into subjection, lest when I preach to others, I myself should become disqualified. So, so Paul, being this amazing guy, think about Paul the apostle. And he had visions and, and, uh, that it, of heaven, and uh, Jesus spoke to him, you know, and gave him a commission. And really, he had these amazing, he had miracles in his ministry, and he did all these amazing miracles. But he even realized in himself that he could be possibly disqualified even by after preaching. Why? If he didn't, if he didn't get into a place of humility. If he didn't get into a place of meekness. Right? So what am I saying? When we get offended, it makes us want to fight for our own rights. Mm, I'm preaching today. Because we want to fight for our own rights. You know, I, man, you know. Man, they should have shrimp at that restaurant. Glory to God. Amen. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? And, uh, and so we, we, want, we want retribution. Don't we? Justice. Right? We want justice. People want justice. But, but that's the world. But the Christian, really, if you're going to walk in this fruit of meekness, gentleness, and uh, uh, submission to God, amen, uh, you're going to have to learn to give it to God. You're going to have to let it go. Let, did I say let it go? Let it go. <laughs> let it snow or something. But anyway, um, I think it's a song, right? Let it go. Let it go. Some, some song. Uh, my kid listens to it every once in a while. And um, it's Disney, Walt Disney, right? And so we'll continue. But, but so, so, so Paul is saying that he disciplines his body. Amen? So, so we, need, we, make, we need to make sure if we're going to walk in this fruit of meekness or um, gentleness or, uh, you know, we need to discipline our bodies by denying its right to control us. You know, uh, and I may talk about this next week because the t- next week's fruit is on self-control and nobody's going to show up now <laughs> because I just let you know it's on self-control and nobody wants to hear anything about controlling the flesh. Um, but um, fasting may be the number one way in controlling your flesh. Are you listening to what I'm saying? It's one of the number one ways. Because I'm going to say this, listen. Uh, we... This is how we sin, okay? Let me, let me break it down. You sin mainly, 
not with what you do per se, but with what you say. Our tongues is what gets us in trouble. It's not really what we do. It's what we say. It's what we think and what we say. That's why the Bible says if you don't talk much, you won't sin much. I, I wrote that one down because my wife says I talk way too much. And I said, yeah, because you're going to be guilty of, you know, bragging. That's right. Telling people how great you are. But you don't really say it that way. You say, well, look at what everything's happening. Look at all the blessings that come in my life. And yet it's good. You want to do that at times. But be careful because it could be braggadocious. And people look at you like, you know, because they're not getting the blessing, right? And so, uh, so we got to make sure that we're, we're careful that, that we need to control our tongues. Amen? Fasting will help you do that. So gentleness is a powerful fruit that can be used when, when getting corrected, giving correction, and when our critics are coming against us. So, so gentleness or, 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 or meekness um, is something that, that we need to lock into when uh, somebody's coming down hard on us about something that we may have done wrong. I remember that um, I pulled into a, uh, I think I hit somebody's car, I scraped somebody's car, something. I did something with their new car. And, I, and it was a big truck that I had. I was, we were moving something. And um, I think I barely tapped it. And the, la- the lady started going off on me, right? And I said, I'm so sorry, my fault, you know. And I was just so sorry about it. And I said, oh, please forgive me, you know. And, you know, she said, oh, don't worry about it. Got back in her car and left. Thank God. Thank God I had a little humility on myself. I was like, it was your fault. You were too close to my car. You know, I could have said something. You know, people don't ever want to admit they make a mistake. Do you know anybody that, that, that will never say they're sorry? Just keep looking straight ahead. Don't look at your neighbor. <laughs> there are some people that will never, you know, uh, you know I, I give this illustration every once in a while, but, but anybody used to watch Happy Days? Remember the Happy Days? Fonzie couldn't say that he was wrong. He had a hard time because Fonzie always wanted to be right. He was the cool dude. And cool people never admit to be wrong, right? They can't admit any, you can't, you know, they're, they're saying, never show your weakness. Well, Jesus did in the garden. Jesus showed his weakness. Never show you, never let them know that you, you have any weaknesses. Well, the Bible says if you confess your faults to one another so that you can be healed. So are we supposed to be covering up? Are we, are, how many phony Christians do I have in the house? I hope we don't have any phonies in here. Amen. Because phonies cover up. Amen. Oh, man, I'm preaching today. Man, it's getting good in here. But there's no phonies in here. We all are real people, aren't we? And we all miss it every once in a while. And we need God's mercy like every day. I need God's mercy every day. And if I need God's mercy, then somebody needs your mercy. Oh, there it goes. Somebody might need your mercy. What, I, like I needed that lady's mercy. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? So, so we might need a, if you're merciful, then you will receive mercy. But if you're not merciful, uh, then, you know, you may get, you know, in trouble. Amen. Amen. So we want to be merciful. Remember this, mercy triumphs over judgment. 
Remember that. In other words, mercy is a greater force than judgment. Because God doesn't want to judge anybody. You know, God doesn't, he doesn't want to judge anybody. He, it doesn't excite God. The Bible says that God takes no pleasure in people going to hell. It, he, it brings no pleasure to God for people to go to hell. Amen. Oh, you hear what I'm saying today? It might bring some pleasure to the carnal Christian. Of the person that did you wrong, they're going to go, they're going to burn. Amen. And, uh, but, but it shouldn't. Amen. We shouldn't want anybody that, and that word hell is a strong word. That's right. I was um, watching Star Trek the other day and the old ones. Anybody used to love the Star Trek? Amen. Uh, the old ones, you know, yeah. the, the classics, you know. Scotty, beam me up. There's no intelligent life form down here, right? And so um, that was just a joke. That was just a joke, guys, okay? And, uh, and, uh, and, so, and so he never said that. But, but I was watching it, and, uh, you know, uh, uh, they were on this planet, the Captain Kirk and Spock. How come Captain Kirk and Spock, like the big guys are always on the planet? He never sends his team down first, right? But anyway, but, uh, but Spock's there. Captain Kirk's there, the doctor's there, no doctor on the ship, you know. And, uh, and, so, and so all the big guys are always down on the planet because they always want to explore, right? And there was a Klingon there, too. And the Klingon had them, you know, at gunpoint or laser point. And, uh, and the Klingon said, you're going to call your ship and you're going to beam us up and we're going to take over your ship or we're going to torture your guy over here. And uh, then he started torturing the guy and... And, and uh, well, first thing, before he did that, Captain Kirk says, looks at him right in the face and said, you go to the devil. And uh, that, that's the strongest word you can do. He was basically go to H-E double toothpicks. You just go to the devil, you know. And, 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 and in the, uh, you know, we watched this on Amazon Prime, and it said that they had vulgar language on Star Trek. And that was it, going to the devil. So, but, but you never want to tell people to go to H-E double toothpicks. Right. Why? Because you don't know how bad that place is. You wouldn't even want your worst enemy to go there. That is the worst place in the universe. Devils even hate that place. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? So, so, so what do I, we should have a compassion for people. And we should, and, and, and compassion in us should cause us to put aside our own rights. Mm. Oh, man, I, that's a hard word for me to preach today because I like my rights. And how many people like their rights? I got rights, Pastor. Yeah, you do got rights, amen? But you know what? You gave up your right when you put Jesus on the throne of your heart. Okay. What, Pastor? Yeah, when you put Jesus on the throne of your heart, then your rights are out the window. In a sense. Yes, you do have rights and you can claim your rights and... And every once in a while, you know, you can try, you know, do it. But if you're going to claim it right, do it in meekness. Do it in meekness. I, I was um, getting my car fixed and, uh, at the Honda dealership. And uh, my uh, lighter, uh, I had coffee. I'm always drinking coffee. And, 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 and anybody coffee drinkers in here, do you drink it in your car? And I'm always got coffee. I'm always spilling it in my console. Anybody like that? I'm just always spilling it. It's moving around. I don't, you know. And I spilled it in my lighter. And then, then, of course, we got our kids in the car. We're trying to plug in all the phone, and it's it's burned out. And, of course, I didn't know. I said, I just bought this car. They need to fix this thing. It's a 36-month warranty on it. I take it in. They said, "Uh, who's the U-boat commander? (laughs) 
You know, I mean, they said somebody got, you know, we took it out and took, took pictures. There's water. There's some liquid down here. This wasn't here before, and you got to pay for it. I said, okay, I totally get it. You know, it was coffee, you know. And my wife was telling me about it. So, you know, you can't fight them on that. So how much are you going to be? $186. $186. Oh, the kid's going to have to do with electronics. We're not charging that sucker. It's going to be broken. No. No, I said, go ahead and order it. But uh, I'm coming to my story about meekness. Amen. And uh, about complaining, okay? And so I go in there. I said, I need to get an oil change. I said, listen, you guys never called me about the, the little thing. I paid in advance for it. It was $35, and it's like $150 for them to put it in. And I said, go ahead and put that thing in. And they called me back and said, Mr. Lambert, uh, you, you hadn't been here in 30 days. We sold it. I said, you sold it? I bought it. How can you sell something I already purchased? Well, the rules are, if you're not here within 30, I said, but you guys never, you guys never called me. Well, that guy quit. I said, but what about all his work? Don't you divvy that up? You know? So I'm like, what's going on? And, and so finally, I, I go in there. I said, I said Yen, it's going to be made right. And she said, really? I said, it's going to be made right because I want retribution. Because we want, so I go in there. Instead of being mean, I said, oh, man. I said, you guys. You guys are better than this. You guys should have had my, and they, they ordered it in that next day. I, I had to come back in, you know, I had my oil change that day before. I kept my car over there. And so I went, I said, I, is it ready yet? And it's about two o'clock in the afternoon. No, no, it's not ready. I said, man, I said, can I talk to the manager? I talked to him. I said, you guys, you sold my feet. You know, that really hurts me, you know. You guys need to do something for me. So I, I'm being really nice, really super nice. And the guy said, you know, really? I said, yeah, you need to really do something for me. And the guy said, I said, maybe take care of my oil change or something. Work with me, you know. And uh, this oil change was 60 bucks. And so I, I'm a salesman by nature, so I'm going to always try to work the deal. And, um, and so, and then he said, you know what I'm going to do for you? I said, what? I'm going to comp the entire price. All you can pay for is the $35. You know, I said, are you Really? I said, amazing, you guys just vindicated yourselves. And I said to the guy, I said, what is your favorite? Do you like Starbucks? He said, I love Starbucks. I said, what is your favorite drink? And he said, some, some, some expensive drink. And uh, Starbucks is right now. I said, I'm going to go buy you your favorite drink for blessing me. And I went and got this drink and went over there and gave it to him. The guy was so super nice. I know I'm going to have good deals for the rest of my life over there. Are you listening? Why? Because I just went ahead and... and I was so grateful that he did something. Yeah. See, when, you, when somebody does something grateful, great to you, you should have a heart to want to do something back great for them. Amen. In other words, it should compel you to do something nice. That's and I got that Starbucks, and, and I had a little scratch on my car because I was backing my car up one day delivering groceries, and I hit a wrought iron gate. And I heard that. And I said, oh, Jesus. Brand new car. And so the guy, I said, I, 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 he, you know, he said, thank you for the drink. I was outside looking. You know, I had to buy a, a, a reflector to put in there. And I put that in, but it was still scarred up. He said, you know, I got a guy that can work on that. They work on all my cars. This guy's awesome. Tell him I sent you. Look at this. I mean, you do something nice, and then all of a sudden, he did something nice. I did something nice. We keep doing something nice with each other. It's a beautiful relationship. Do you know what I'm saying? What am I saying? When you walk in humility, when you walk in meekness, it should compel us to be super nice, even to people that don't do us right in, in, in walking love. Now, I could have been a real jerk. You need to do something for me. I got my rights. That guy probably looked at me like, I'm sorry, I can't do nothing. If you get pulled over by a police officer, don't ever look at him cross-eyed. Be nice to the police officer. They have, they have some power. 
be nice. Uh, officer, your badge is very shiny today. You know, be super nice. Okay, we'll continue. Now, let's look at this. <laughs> the fruit of gentleness, amen, um, uh, is a prominent quality of the Holy Spirit. Let, let's look at this because I think, again, let's focus back on God. Most of the world thinks God is mean. Most of the world, it, the, even the religious world, you know, looks at God as being very mean and very hard, harsh taskmaster. So let's look at Matthew 3, 13 through 17. And it says here um, that Jesus came from Galilee to John at the Jordan to be baptized by him. And John tried to prevent him saying, I need to be baptized by you. And are you coming to me? But Jesus answered and said to him, permit it to be so now, for thus is fitting for us to fulfill righteousness. Then he allowed him. When he had been baptized, Jesus came up immediately from the water and behold, the, he the heavens were open and to him he saw the Spirit of God ascending like a dove, alighting upon him. And suddenly a voice came from him saying, this is my beloved son whom I'm well pleased. So let's look at this story here uh, or this account of Jesus being water baptized. Jesus is the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And Jesus is now submitting under John's ministry. Think about this. John is, is, according to Jesus, one of the greatest prophets ever raised up. And so Jesus is, uh, Jesus is a prophet. He's an evangelist. He's a pastor. He operated in all five ministry giftings. And Jesus is the great prophet. He's greater than John because he's Jesus, right? He's the son of God, right? And, but he submitted himself under John's ministry. Think about that. In other words, if you're ever going to be great in the kingdom of God, you've got to learn to submit yourself. Oh, pastor, I don't like that word submission. It's, it's being, you're, put, you're putting yourself under the authority of somebody greater. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? And when you do that, you, are, you become greater. Amen. And so we see this, that, um, that, that, that Jesus submitted to being water baptized. And we see that this is interesting this is very interesting. This is what I want you to focus on. That the Holy Spirit was likened not to an eagle or to a hawk. It was like an eagle that swooped down on Jesus. No, it was a dove. And a dove would be some, a gentle bird, right? It wasn't a, 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 a vulture. It was, a, you know, the Holy Spirit came down like a vulture, you know. Now, and that, could you imagine that? Being read like that, like a vulture. Yeah, all those Christians are vultures, you know. And, uh, but no, it's uh, uh, like, a, like a dove. Yes. That's a beautiful picture of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is gentle. Yes. See, the Holy Spirit, uh, some say, well, you can't offend the Holy Spirit. I beg to differ. Amen. We can offend the Holy Spirit. Amen. The Holy Spirit is gentle. Yes. We can. The, the Holy Spirit, um, uh, he, 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 he's patient with us. Yes. But we can still offend the Holy Spirit at times. We don't want to do that. Um, and we offend the Holy Spirit by getting in the flesh, getting rude, speaking negative, uh, complaining, griping, trying to win our own battles in the flesh. That grieves the heart of God. Mm. Why? Because we're not acting like the Lord. Amen. We're acting like old Slewfoot. We're acting like the other guy. Right? The devil. Amen. And so, and so then Jesus... Uh, uh, is also represented in the Bible as two animals. How, uh, tell me what the two animals that Jesus is representing in the Bible. Lion and the lamb, right? Lion and the lamb. Well, he came to this earth uh, in his first mission as the lamb. 
of God that was slain. He's coming back as a lion. He's not coming back as a lamb. So he's coming back as the lion of the tribe of Judah, right? He's coming back to make things right. He's coming back to put in order those that are, that are coming against God, that's fighting and all this. Now, I'm going to say this. I, 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 I used to say this all the time. Well, our, our enemies is the devil. It's not people. In a sense, that's true. But, but people are enemies of God that, that are coming against God on purpose. And they know they're enemies of God. Right? So there are people that make themselves enemies. You can read it in the book of Acts. You, you'll find different people. Even, even Paul was ministering and this guy was a sorcerer and was coming against Paul. And Paul said, you enemy of God. You, 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 you coming against the Christians. And, and, and the power of God went forth from Paul and he got blind. Amen. Do anybody ever read that? Yes. That was power that came from Paul. But he said, you enemy of the devil, you're enemy of God, you know, you're, you're in line with the devil. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? So we don't want to be in line with the devil. Amen. You know, I was reading this where Jesus said this, if you don't gather with Jesus, you're scattering. Mm. And if you're not with him, you're against him. Mm. Are you listening to what I'm saying today? I, somebody say, I'm with Jesus. And he's hopefully he's with me. Amen. He is. He's with you. If you're with him, he's with you. Amen. But if you're not with him, then you better think twice. You better get back with him. Amen. Glory to God. Or you may not be walking in the fruit of the spirit like you need to. Amen. If you're not walking in darkness. Amen. What, what does the Bible say? If we walk in the light as he is in the light, then we have fellowship. Because the fruit of the spirit is all about fellowship, right? Fellowship with the father. and with the, It's fellowship fruit, right? It's, it's about us having fellowship, right? And so, so if we walk in the light as he is in the light, then we have fellowship with one another. What, what is the enemy trying to do? Destroy our fellowship. Amen. Right? He's trying to destroy our relationships. Yes. Right, right, right? Through us getting angry with one another. Right. Getting, getting mad at each other. By, set, by you, know, you know, have you ever heard of this, the count, council culture? Yeah. People just counsel you. They, that's it. I'm done. And that's how we, we don't counsel people. Amen. We pray for people. Yes. We help people. Yes. We try to move them into a closer walk with Christ. Amen. We don't just ditch them. Now, we used to before we were sanctified. You know, that's it. They're dead to me. They're dead. Speak to the hand. I will never talk to them again. Right? Right? Do we say, we kind of do that? We, in our minds, we counsel them. Right? But, that, but we don't do that. Uh, do you know how many times I said I was going to quit this gym that I was at? I'm going to quit! But I, I'm still there. <laughs> you know I'm talking to Jim. Why? Because I can be there 24 hours now. I got my 24-hour fast. I'm there and nobody's there. It's so beautiful. Amen. I can't get mad at anybody. Amen. I have no challenges. I get there and nobody's there. Why? Because they got 24-hour, you know, they close at 2 on Fridays and I'm there after 5. I said, man, I've got the whole place to myself. Glory to God. Is that? Nobody witnessed who, but I did witness to somebody. Somebody was there on Friday and they were working out and I had, and this is wonderful, I did have an opportunity to witness. Thank you very much. Amen. Amen. But you think, you know, you said, you would probably be saying to yourself at times, I would have no problems, Pastor, if it wasn't for the people. I would have no problems in my life if it wasn't for my spouse. 
I would have no problems in my life if it wasn't for my manager. You don't know how hard my manager is on me. I would have no problems in my life if it wasn't for my kids or my neighbor that's throwing his beer cans in my yard. No, no, we, you, you, you get used to it. We're going to be around people. Amen. People. Yes. Amen. I mean, in early days, you know, when, you know, when, my, when my parents in the early days, 70s, when, when company would surprise us, you know, and ring doorbell, we were like, we got company, you know, and we would be all excited. Nowadays, if somebody comes to your house, we're duck, they ring the door, we're ducking, we're hiding, <laughs> be quiet, don't answer the door. You got signs out there. No more company. No more crumb cake for the company. Are you hearing? That's the way the culture is now. Right? Yeah, I knock on door. We go witnessing there once. I'm knocking. I, I hear people moving around. It's, it's got to be the Jehovah Witness, baby. No, it's, no, it's, it's Exceed Life Church trying to witness you, trying to get your soul saved. Amen? And I hear them rushing in. They don't answer the door. You say you, you knock on doors. Yeah, I knock on doors. God knocks on doors. He knocks on doors of people's hearts. Amen. So I'm not, I'm not, you know, against knocking on doors. Amen. But, uh, but do, some people do answer, but a lot of them just don't even answer the door. Have you, have you ever been there? You look out the window. Oh, it's a salesman. I don't want to get caught up on this. It's, come on. We all have done it. Amen. <laughs> Praise God. That could have been an opportunity for you to witness. Okay, we'll continue. No condemnation. Amen. But what, what I'm saying, I'm saying humility doesn't focus on your rights. Humility, meekness focuses on other people's rights. Oh, there it is. Other people's rights. Amen. So we're looking at Jesus and we see that he is uh, signified as the Lamb of God. Amen. Look at Matthew eleven twenty eight and 30. Uh, this is one of my most, oh man, this is one of my most favorite scriptures in the Bible. I have a lot of them. But this one is one of my most favorite scriptures for today. Amen? I love this one. This is like beautiful. Matthew eleven twenty eight thirty. 30. I love this one. Uh, Jesus is speaking here. He says, come to me, all you who labor and heavy laden, and I will give you turmoil. Right? I got a hard cross to bear, pastor. Oh, man, you don't know my cross that Jesus gave me. You know, no, 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 no. Listen. I will, uh, I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart. Underline that, if you can, in your Bible. I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. Thank you, Lord. Powerful. Yeah. So, so Jesus is speaking here, and he's saying that, you know, he's saying that, that, um, those that are trying to work hard and trying to bear fruit, amen? Uh, in other words, spend some time in the presence of God and the joy will come. Amen. Spend some time in the presence of God, you worship God, and all of a sudden, the peace will come. Yes. Spend some time in the presence of God, and pretty soon, you're going to be doing nice things for people. Amen. You won't be a jerk, amen? amen? Amen, you're going to be a nice person. Yes. Spend some time in the presence of God, hallelujah. In other words, some of us, or someone, can I get out of my chair today? My Lord Jesus, I got hallelujah. Let me get out of this chair. Some of us have to, you, you, you got to practice being nice. You got to practice laying, didn't Jesus say you got to lay down your life? 
These say, if, if you're going to live, live the, remember I preached a sermon one time, the lay down, Jesus, and I mentioned Jesus is the lay down man. In other words, he laid down his life. We need to be laid down. We, we lay down our lives. In other words, we lay down our own personal rights to be a blessing to others. Amen. Isn't that amazing? Let's look at this. Um, let's look at um, glory to God. I got so much in here. In Exodus 32, 11, Moses is considered the meekest man on the earth. And I'm going to have to close this down pretty soon. In about two hours, but, but since I'm ministering today on, you know, giving other people rights, give me some rights, amen? No, I'm going to be closed now in a few minutes, amen? Exodus 3 to 11, Moses found himself with, with, with a group of people that weren't easy to work with. Moses had the Israelites, and they came out of bondage, and he had them in the wilderness, and they were people that just seemed to complain all the time. They just, nothing made them happy. Have you ever known anybody? Nothing made them happy. You know, it was manna in the morning, manna in the afternoon, boiled manna, baked manna. And they were tired of the manna, you know. And, and you know, God was doing something cool. He was, he, they had a cloud by day that kept them not, it kept them cool during the day. They had a fire by night that kept them warm at night. And they had, they had the bread of angels. I would love to get my hands on some of that. That's probably the most healthy food you could eat. The bread of angels, amen? And, uh, uh, and, and so they had this stuff that kept them healthy. How many people like drinking protein drinks? Oh, we got some protein drink people here. Amen. I love my smoothies, amen? And uh, I love my healthy smoothies. Some people never drink a smoothie. My wife doesn't like drinking her food. She likes eating. She, I don't want to drink my food. I want to eat, amen? I like the, all the salt, you know, the saltiness, the... All this, you know, all the flavors. Amen. Cool. I just say, just go ahead and blend a steak. Throw the mashed potatoes in there. Glory to God. I like drinking it down. It's fast, it's quick, and I can move on to the next level. I'm not, I, I, I don't, I don't, um, I don't live to eat. I eat to live. Does that, does that make sense? Some people live to eat. Okay, we'll continue. And uh, Moses pleaded with the Lord. So, so, so what happened here is the Israelites, Moses was up on top of the mountain, getting the Ten Commandments. The, the people down there said, Moses has been gone for th- two or three weeks. Uh, where did he go? And then Aaron said, I don't know, you know. And then they said, listen, uh, let's, let's make a calf and worship it. And then, of course, Aaron said, okay, that seems like a good idea. What a, what a, what a good brother of Moses. And when he made that calf, they start worshiping it and doing all these uh, carnal things, and then God's uh, Moses and God are up on the mountain, and Moses is speaking face to face with God, and God said, "Get down there, your people are sinning." Notice, how God said, "Get down, there. your people are sinning," and Moses said, "What? You're, the people are sinning down there," and uh, and and then, then God said, "I'm going to wipe them out." Oh my Lord Jesus, don't get God mad. Don't don't get him mad. I'm going to, and you know, God has the power to zap us real quick. I mean, I, some of us, we, oh, no, he's so coveted. He ain't good. No, no well, you're going to reap what you sow. Be careful. Amen. And then Exodus 3 to 11, Moses pleaded with the Lord, his God, and said, Lord, why does your wrath burn hot against your people, whom you have brought out of the land of Egypt with great power and with a mighty hand? Right. 
And so, so he says this and then he says, you know, then he goes on and he, he talks to the Lord. And he said, the Egyptians will tell, will, will be saying that you couldn't bring the people into the promise. You had to wipe them out because God said, I'll start all over with you, Moses. And he could have done it. Amen. Moses could have lived another 500 more years. God could do that. But then, then God said, okay, we'll, we'll work with these people. Amen. And, but the bottom line is, if you're going to walk in meekness, if you're going to walk in humility, if you're going to walk in gentleness, you need to be a person that prays for your enemies, that intercedes for those that do wrong against you or you do wrong against God. If you see a Christian doing wrong, pray for them. Don't talk about them. You need to be an intercessor. You need to start praying for your relatives, praying for God's mercy on your relatives that are out there doing the dark deeds. You need to be not talking about, you know, the lifestyle they're in. Yeah, we know it, but we need to pray for them. We need to be standing in the gap for them. Lord, don't wipe them out. Give them a little bit more time. Give them a little bit more grace. Lord, I'm standing for grace for my relatives. They're in a bad place. They're sowing bad seed. They're going to reap the whirlwind if they keep it up. Are you listening to what I'm saying today? So we stand in a gap for our loved ones. We stand in a gap. That, that's when somebody does you wrong, pray for them. Not that hellfire would fall on them. That they would, they would wake up to righteousness. That, 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 they, 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 would be, that they will have a, a moment, a God moment that would, that would flip the script in their life. People need a God moment. They need a place where God just speaks to them. They need a place where Norval Hayes, that there was a minister going all over the country, and he walked in miracles, and his daughter, uh, you know, grew up, and his daughter, his daughter had a miracle. She had warts all over her hands, and, and, and uh, really a bad case of warts, and, and, and Norval Hayes was praying for, uh, the, she was like in her teens, I guess it was in high school or maybe in junior high. And, uh, and she and, and so Norval Hayes would pray every day. Thank you, Lord, that my daughter's hands are healed, that she's delivered. And uh, he would pray every day and she would hear his prayers and he would be on his knees praying. And she'd say, Dad, you keep praying that I'm already healed. But look, I'm not healed. Of course, one day she came in the house, went upstairs and screamed and came running downstairs and said, Daddy, look, I have new hands. Why? Because we need to intercede for people. Some people need new brains. Amen. Yes, renewed minds. Thank you. Some people need new attitudes. Are you listening? Some people need a fresh understanding of, of God's goodness in their life. They're just seeing all the crud, but they're not seeing the good. There is good. Naomi only saw the crud. Her husband died. Her two sons died. She had two girls there. She's poor and broke. No man around. But Ruth, the goodness of God, the faithfulness of God. Ruth would not leave her. Ruth said, your God will be my God. Right. Who was Ruth? It was God's grace in the midst of her turmoil. God will always have grace in the midst of the turmoils that we face on a day-to-day basis. God will always bring some grace in our lives. we got to recognize that grace. Humility recognizes what God is doing. The grace, the silver lining in the cloud. 
Pastor, there's all, all there's been is clouds in my life. There's got to be a silver lining somewhere. There's got to be something, some redeeming quality that will come out of whatever tragedy has hit your life. There's got to be. Why? Because God works all things out for good that love God. And accord, uh, that's called according to His purposes. And even though people might be doing wrong things to you, it doesn't have to mess up the, the inside in you. Just because people, I, I got mad, man, you don't know what I've been going through the past couple of weeks. Oh my God, Jesus, I, I'm about ready to go postal at times. Anybody ever heard that postal? Felt like it. Just, you know, like, Lord Jesus, how much more can I take on this deal? I get mad at this person, then I say, okay, I'm good. And then, it, then this other thing connects to that thing, and then they do something wrong. And I'm like, oh, jeez, I just got over this one now. And have you ever hit in waves? Yes. Like you just got, okay, I'm good. Lord, bless them. And then something else hits you. And oh, Lord Jesus, I just, and now you're mad about two or three days. And finally, you got to let it go. How many people say, how, how long do you stay mad at, at, at a situation? I'm talking about at an issue that, that's just not right. Until it's resolved, Pastor. <laughs> Till it gets right. Well, it, you may get, be mad for the rest of your life. It may not get right. But God will vindicate you. In other words, God will make it right. If you give it to Him. If you don't try to take your own revenge, beloved. If you leave room, the Bible says leave room, not for the grace of God on that person, for the wrath of, mm, for the wrath of God. What are you talking about, Pastor? Isn't God all love? He looks the other way. No, no. God will judge people. He will judge the sinner. The uh, judgment is coming. That's why right now we're in grace. Right now, for everybody's watching online, for those that are in this room, you better run to the mercy and the grace of God. If you're in a bad place, if you're in sin in your life, and you're walking in the darkness, and you're doing a lot of wrong things, repent! For the kingdom of God is at hand. Oh, you hear what I'm saying today? And I'm telling you, man, i got to close this down. I'm telling you, we, this series is about keeping your oil filled. And, you know, the, the, the parable of the ten virgins, Jesus is coming back. And I want to make sure that, that I'm not allowing offense. I'm not allowing anger to cause my oil to leak out. And the Bible says, you know, in the end days, people will be loveless. People will be walking in less love. And lawlessness will abound. In other words, there's wickedness out here all over the place. Lawlessness. But, but it doesn't have to get in us. Are you listening to what I'm saying? We don't have to allow it to get in us. We don't have to be like those people that are under darkness. No, we're children of light. We walk in love. We walk in mercy. We pray for those who despitefully use us. We, we do good to those who, who hurt us. Are you listening to what I'm saying today? And it's not easy. I wish it was easy. I wish it was an automatic thing. Oh, yeah, good. You slap me, slap me again. Let me give you another $20 here. Just hit me again. Amen. Are you listening to what I'm saying today? And so what we need to do, we need to learn to be forgiving people. 
We need to pray for people. We, we, we need to make sure that we're not harboring ill will or bitterness towards anybody. Get the hate out of your vocabulary. As Christians, we shouldn't even have that in our vocabulary. Just get the hate out of, out of your vocabulary. That's a very strong word. Now, I say, yeah, yeah I hate Brussels sprouts. Yeah. But, but, but I'm talking about don't ever say you hate a person. We hate deeds. We hate what people may do. God hates the deeds of people, right? Right? So it's the deeds, the, the things, but not the people themselves. People are made, you know, man, people are made in God's image. So we need to be very careful how we talk about people. Amen? I need to be, pastor needs to be very careful because I was, I was tell, I'm telling you the other day, those uh, talking about this company that didn't do me right. I said, those people were knuckleheads, but I need to repent. Amen. They're made in the image of God. I know it doesn't sound like knuckleheads, you knucklehead, you know. But you know what I'm talking about? Have you known any knuckleheads in this? Uh, you might be sent by one. No, I won't go there. But, but we've got to be very careful what we say. Why? Because people are made in the image of God. And we need to pray for them. And at one time, we were knuckleheads. At wrong, the one time we were doing wrong things. Yeah. At, wrong, at, at, at times we were being uh, just gossips and malicious and doing stuff. And hopefully we're not doing that anymore. Amen. Hopefully we have grown out of some of these baby stages of Christianity. Hopefully we're walking more like Jesus Christ. I believe that this, that this uh, series is bringing us to a place where we are going to be just demonstrating the love of God everywhere we go. And we're not going to let, we're not going to be vindictive. We're not, we're not going to, you know, man. I remember I got mad at my wife one time. This was years ago. I'm going to close down on this one. And I asked her to make me something and it wasn't exactly what I wanted. And she misunderstood me or I don't know. It was a miscommunication. And I got angry with her about my sandwich. Good thing she didn't throw it in my face, you know. And I got mad at and, and I walked away and the Holy Spirit spoke to me. And the Holy Spirit said to me, you know, she, she w- didn't do that on purpose. The Holy Spirit said, it wasn't malicious. Sometimes we, sometimes when people do things, we think it's malicious, as in it was intent to hurt us. But maybe it's just basically a mistake. Could it be just a mistake? Does it always have to be uh, a malicious intent against you. Amen. No, maybe it's just a mistake. That's right. And so, so when we get mad, we think they're out to get us. Have you ever felt like that? They're just out to get us. No, maybe it's just a mistake. Maybe they're not really out to get you. Don't get into that place where everybody's out to get you. Don't get into the mindset of being a victim. Don't, don't, don't be victim-minded. No, you're not victims in here. You're victors. You're more than conquerors. And when you walk in the love of God, and when you walk in, in humility, and when you walk in gentleness, you, your body's going to be like Teflon. And I'm telling you, whatever the enemy throws at you, it's going to be like oil coming off a duck's back. And I've never seen that happen before. But it's like oil coming off a duck's back. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? And I'm telling you, you'll be the Teflon person. 
And because you know what? The enemy, what is he trying to do? He's trying to, he's trying to steal your joy. Right. He's trying to steal your peace. Yes. He's trying to steal. Uh, he wants to steal everything, he, everything that God has given you. Every good thing. That, and, what, and good thing is not just the st stuff that we have. Stuff that we have can be replaced. But what we, what, it's the eternal things that the devil is trying to steal. He's trying to steal the eternal joy that God promises us. He's trying to steal the eternal peace that God's promised us. He's trying to steal uh, all these attributes of blessings. I'm telling you, spiritual things that you cannot buy. You can't buy joy. You can't buy peace. Only God can give it to us. And the only way you're going to get it is to pray for people and let things go. Pray for people and just let things go. Just let it go. Let it go. Let it go. You got it this morning? You're receiving it this morning? Let's bow our heads in prayer. Father, I just thank you, Lord. You're so merciful to us and merciful even when we didn't deserve mercy. And I thank you, Lord, that you are long-suffering with us, giving us time to turn back to you, to put you first place. And maybe there's some here, maybe harboring ill will or bitterness or maybe unforgiveness. And they know they need to let it go. They need to get it right. Or maybe that's you watching online. Well, you need to get it right today because we have no rights to hold anything against anybody because Jesus is not holding anything against us. Jesus paid the price. God's not holding anything against us. So I want to encourage you to let it go. I'm going to, I'm going to pray this prayer. Also, if you're in a place where you're not walking with God and you know you need to get right with God, well, today is the day of salvation. The Bible says you may not even, you may not even have another chance. This is the day that God's knocking on the door. And God, God may have been knocking over and over and over again. And don't say no. The more you say no, the harder it gets. So I want you to say this after me, mean your heart. Say, dear God, I believe Jesus, you died on the cross for my sins. Thank you, Jesus, for forgiving every sin. And Jesus, I receive you as my Lord and Savior. Thank you for saving me. And Holy Spirit, fill me with the fullness of your spirit. In Jesus' name. And Heavenly Father, just say this out loud. Heavenly Father, I forgive all those that have hurt me. I'm releasing it today. And Father God, forgive them, for they know not what they do. In Jesus' name, amen. We thank you for listening to this message. For more information, visit us at exceedlifechurch.org 